All right, guys, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast, another edition of What Have You Been Watching? Our little shorty episodes on our off week so that we can keep giving you guys content because we care about you. We, we do. <laughs> he said that like a jackass, but we really do care. <laughs> don't let my jackass roommate make you think that we don't care. We really care about each and every one of your little nerds. Matt knows all your names. I see Steven, and I see Jared, and I see Sylvester. <laughs> Rumi, what have you been watching? What have you been doing? Oh, man. I've been watching a lot of movies for the podcast. Just today, while we're recording this, I've been watching all these Italian horror films because mm-hmm. we're about to do an episode with the Test Pattern podcast. Jacob and Tab, we just recorded that episode. And to get ready for it, I watched a bunch of Italian horror movies. We watched one of them together. Yeah, we watched Bay of Blood together, also called Twitch of the Death Nerve, which is a way better title. Don't ever change. It's uh, it's fantastical. That movie is amazing. We watched that together at my house about a week ago. Yeah, If you guys have time and you can, try to check out that soon because you'll know... We're actually doing two podcasts. We're going to have those guys over on our show, and then we're going to be on their show. So uh, if you can, I know Amazon Prime has a ton of Italian horror. Like Rumi just said, I've been watching a bunch as well. I don't know if they have those two specific ones, but they're definitely worth picking up. So I watched Bay of Blood, and then I also watched... Uh, I, I also watched Deep Red, which was a Dario Argento. That one is definitely on Amazon. Yeah. That's literally I'm going to watch that tonight. It's pretty good. It's not as good as the other one that I'm going to let you talk about, but it, it is pretty damn good. It was interesting. This was called Tenebre. It is a Italian horror movie, but it actually has a, and so was the other one we just mentioned, Bay of Blood or Twitch of the Death Nerve. They're Italian horror, but they're also very westernized. They're very yeah. American for Italian horror. Yeah. So if you've never done Italian horror before, it's an acquired taste for sure, but I like it now. Like I like it now. I think in college I thought it was a little esoteric and boring, which yeah. it can be. Yeah, the first time I ever saw Suspiria, I was like, what the It's fuck? like, what the hell? Like, come on, just tell me so, what the story is yeah. about. These two that we just mentioned, Bay of Blood and um, Tenebre, those are, are a little bit more down to earth, a little bit more, um, I don't want to say linear plot, but a little bit more like plot driven. They make yeah, more sense. Exactly, yeah, exactly, plot driven. Yeah. Some of Italian horror takes these little pit stops and dips and turns that end up having nothing to do with the overall story. And you're like, what the fuck is this about? But, yeah. Um, these both these both these movies are good time. Great, great special effects, practical effects. I think both movies are from the seventies, um, maybe the early eighties, but I think the seventies. So uh, there was no you know uh, digital effects, but it's a lot of fun. Some really good kills. Yeah. Tenebre Tenebre was a lot of fun. It's a little bit. It's a little bit more serious than um, Bay of Blood. Bay of Blood is something we could do for Shitty Movie Sunday Tenebre. I don't think we could. Well, in Bay of Blood, for those of you who followed us when we did our Famous Monsters podcast about Friday the 13th, Bay of Blood, Friday the 13th Part 2 stole a lot of kills from Bay of Blood. Bay of Blood directly directly. Bay of Blood is a very big, uh, big influence to American slasher movies. It's a lot of fun. Those Those are definitely some good stuff. Anything else? Anything else that you've been either watching or reading or anything? So we've been watching to get ready for our marches coming up and to Mm -hmm. get ready for uh, St. Patrick's Day. We've been watching the Leprechaun series. Is that why you've been shining my shoes this whole episode? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, talking those, in rhymes. We were, Rumi and I were talking a couple weeks ago trying to plot out some episodes that we want to do for the future and he was like, let's do a Leprechaun episode. I was totally on board for I that. I regret that decision immensely. <laughs> He's only watched two out of like, what, five, six movies. Yeah, we were watching it last night and we watched the first one. My wife and I, Kate, who was on the Empire Wise Back episode, um, we, we were watching Leprechaun. We watched the first one and I was like, woof. There's six more of these movies. Six more of these movies. This movie was rough. And this is one of the better ones. 
And then like I was in, I, I was like kind of disappointed by it. I was like, I'm not going to make my wife watch another one. She goes, okay, we can watch another Leprechaun. But only in the hood, though. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not familiar with the Leprechaun series, tune in in March. We're going to have a big episode about all about all of the movies. But yep. there's one, two, three, and four. And each of those is its own special type of gem. <laughs> five, Leprechaun 5 is called Leprechaun in the Hood. And it's got a urban flair, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And then Leprechaun 6 is Leprechaun back to the hood. But the two in that title is the number two. Like it's a sequel to like itself. It's, yeah, it's its own, like its own, I don't know, offshoot of itself. It's like a, it's like its own spinoff of itself, which is fine. And, but I, I love them. I, I love them in their own right. Rumi brought up a good point about one. I think we'll talk about it more on an episode, but one is kind of, I mean, it's silly, but it's serious. Yeah. Then the, it, you know, the movies kind of get a wind of what they are and work to their strengths. I think, except four, <laughs> which has no strength, except that it does end at some point. It's it's only an hour and a half long, or whatever it is. Oh my god! I'm trying to think if I've been reading anything good. Been meaning to read comics. I've actually been dying to jump back into Watchmen. It's been about a year or so since I've read Watchmen. I try to read it every year. Yeah. But I really love it. But it's such a downer. I'm like, uh, life sucks so hard right now. I don't know if I can handle an apocalyptic end of the world. Oh man! But I guess spoiler alert: it ends well. I like the way it ends. So. I love Watchmen. I think Watchmen's fantastic. I recently put this on our Instagram, and we were at at my office. We were talking about getting into comics, what got you into comics, and one of the things that came up was like, can you remember your first comic book? Mm. Rumi, do you remember your first comic book? I have pictures of me reading, as a, not reading, but looking at as a kid, like maybe three, four years old, the first Secret Wars, Ooh. the Mike Zek stuff. I could tell you what issues I had. I don't remember reading that, though. I think the first comics that I really got into with the Dark Horse, Aliens, Predator, and Terminator stuff, and I would just get as catch as catch can. I know Predator Cold War was one of my favorite series that I almost had all of them for oh. growing up. Batman Predator 1 was freaking amazing. Yeah. I was I loved that so much. There were a couple cool Terminator series. Terminator Enemy Within was one of my favorite series of Terminator growing up. And Aliens Genocide, which I only have ever read two issues of, but it's just so fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What, what do you think is your first? I remember the first one I ever got. I was sick. I was home from school. and Aww. How old? Elementary school? Later? Uh, my brother was born, so I was at least six or seven. Okay. And I, I was at the drugstore, and I saw this comic book that looked really interesting, and it was Fantastic Four, 391. Mm-hmm. And I had a coloring book as a kid that had Fantastic Four in it, so I was kind of like, oh, Fantastic Four. I recognize them those from guys. those guys. And I was like, I want this comic book. And I was like, okay, sure. Got it. 391. And uh, at the end of 391, the Fantastic Four are killed by Galactus. And I didn't know as a kid, I didn't understand comic books, so I right. cried. I was like, I got one issue and they died. <laughs> that was the last one. I thought that was it. And of course, mom was like, well, let's get the next one, see what happens. I'm like, I don't want She comforted her. She said, there, there, honey. They're going to make three terrible, terrible films about this. <laughs> I know, Don't right? worry. So the next month comes around and I get the comic book and they're back and they figured out how to save them. And I was hooked on comic books from that. I was like, they brought them back from death. I couldn't possibly have fathomed how they were going to save them. That's an interesting question. Do you think that that was your first experience with like a cliffhanger? Like a Because technically this is like serialized, right? A comic book is an adventure that's told in parts. The concept was so foreign to me that, that I was devastated. Yeah. 
Whereas most people are like, they die like every 20 issues. What are you talking about? You like think that's like the first time that you realize like a story could end or seemingly end 100%. and then get, oh, how, I, how cool. I don't know what my first I, one would be. That's I interesting to hear from you. I did not understand the concept of a cliffhanger until my parents were like, no, they're, they're, they, they'll figure out a way. Like that's just them trying to get you to buy the next book. And I was like, done, go get me that next book. Let's find. And like, luckily I didn't have to wait too long, but I was hooked and I got... I got as many comics before 391 as I could and as many comics as I could after. And I collected Fantastic Four almost up until the end of their whole run. Oh, interesting. Because they don't make that comic anymore. Yeah, I read interesting comics, so I never read the Fantastic Four. Uh. <laughs> no, I like some of the Fantastic Four's highlights, but as a... As a um as a property, Fantastic Four never spoke to me. No. It's a little too fantastic my, my, for my taste. Yeah, they're a little, a little weird, but like my brother was into Spider-Man and Spawn, and so I, I read normal mm, comics. Those are more my my yeah. speed. I, I don't know. I like the characters more, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I realize I'm I'm a rare person who somebody who actually read Fantastic Four and gave a shit. <laughs> you're the only dude who loves chicks that you can't see. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I think mine was probably Aliens, Terminator, Predator type stuff. I actually started rereading one of my favorite Terminator, the one that I mentioned, Enemy with him. Did you see that NECA just released? Uh, they released a couple toys. One that I'm really excited about is they released the Bart Mixon Pennywise clown. Which is cool because we had Bart Mixon on a couple months ago. Yep. Uh, and we talked about a bunch of different stuff. If you guys missed that episode, go check it out. Go check it's, that out. Uh, I think a couple months ago we released it. It's Bart Mixon. Yep. He's a special effects makeup artist. I was lucky enough to work with him a couple times, but... Um, he was directly responsible for creating the Pennywise makeup for the original It, the miniseries yep. in the 90s. Uh, he ran the whole creature shop for that show. And we got to talk to him, not just about that, but about some of the other stuff he's worked on. He's worked on a lot of the bigger, really cool most stuff. more recent Marvel movies. Pick a horror property, pretty much worked on every one, I feel like, right? Yeah. And he's a super chill guy. He was so excited to share his stories, and we were so excited to share them with you. So go check that out. But one thing he told us on that podcast was... Yeah. He really lamented that there was never like a movie maniac series of the toy and that there never had been an action figure made and NECA just announced that the toy toy fair 2018 is going on right now a lot of nerdy toys are coming out and everybody's super stoked um and they released the pennywise the clown and they even included the battery acid face that is so iconic from that that series and so i'm really stoked that that, that that's coming out and if you listen to our podcast, he tells a couple stories directly about that acid face that yeah. was in contention sometime, whether it would be used or whether it was important enough to be in the, the movie. So so on top of that, so that's really exciting. Super stoked about that. I'm definitely going to try and get that clown just to, at least as a memento of our chats with Bart Mixon. But another one that came out that they're just releasing is they're re-releasing like the original alien toys. Do you remember the... The, the, the Kenner? Yes. Re-releasing them as badass sculpts badass that already they've already released a couple yeah but this is like their next series it's the snake alien it's one of the re really cool like alien two aliens and a pwn with his robot arm and the no bugs shirt that's the, awesome yeah. i had of the initial run at least of those kenner aliens figures which i they came out while we were still in new york so it was before we graduated middle school for sure oh, we were kids yeah. i think i had all of the original ones except ripley i had hicks no, except Ripley and Hicks. I had Bishop. I didn't have, oh, any, except I, I didn't have, I didn't have any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I had. I definitely had Bish, Bishop, Apone, and um, Drake. Yeah, I had Drake. Was that the guy with the? Him and Vasquez had the the, the rock and roll machine yeah. guns. Yeah, 
He, it, I had those three. I had Gorilla Alien. That was the first one I got. I had Bull Alien, Scorpion Alien. Mm-hmm. I had a Queen. The queen with the squeezy head. And I had the <laughs> yes. And I had the um, the power loader, yeah. which had treads on the bottom, which I understood as a toy made sense. But I was like, this is not the power loader. It also had like a ton of weapons on it. It had um, machine guns. It had a rocket launcher. It had multiple guns on the arms and stuff. And I was like. That's not how it was, but I get that you're making right, toys. Yeah. Um, did you have any of those growing up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had most of the aliens. I didn't really care for the people that much because mm-hmm. I played them with, like, G.I. G. Joes. Sure. Yeah, same um, And I didn't have a lot of G.I. Joes, but my friend did. So I got all the aliens, and he had the G.I. Joes, and then, you know, then we put them together. I had, like, the... Uh, I definitely had a queen alien. Um, I had the bull alien. I had the... I, I don't know if I had the gorilla, but I love that you could squeeze his head and ask him to spit because out. I bought him first because he looked the most like a regular, a regular alien. alien. Yeah, that was definitely a toy line where you're like, just release a regular one, just please. Scorpion looked like a regular one, too. Yeah, Scorpion kind of did. But yeah, they, they were really cool toys. I'm trying to think. NECA has done, and the same with Predator, right? NECA made Predator figures, mm-hmm. which there was no moment in my entire childhood that I was more happy when I walked in by some comic book store and saw those figures hanging there. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Predator figures? I had dreamed of that moment for years. Up until this point, you were playing... G.I. Joe's, but the Predator was invisible the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) I actually had a, I don't remember what the exact line was called, but they had like a line of like environmentally conscious G.I. Joe's and Cobra villains that were like against the environment. They were like toxic waste guys. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. had a guy who had this big toxic, uh, the bad guy who had a big toxic waste suit on cool. with a helmet and everything and a big gun that sprayed water. If you spray water on each other's chests, yeah. Then your chest turned color and you were contaminated. Nice. But uh, he was always my predator, and I would have the other, the regular Joes and villains fight the predator. But once they made that, you could, oh, this is uh, real predator figures. NECA has been doing Alien and Predator Kenner redos for a while now. They yeah. did a really nice, there was actually an Alien vs. Predator box, not box set, but like a dual package that Kenner made back in the day. Yeah. NECA redid that. They're beautiful. They did, I think, Lava Planet Predator. I don't know if they did Crack Tusk yet. They did the Glow in the Dark one, which I think was called Night Stalker Predator. Interesting. They did. They've done. And NECA's done some cool ones already. NECA's. I, we we had when we talked about our toys, yeah. uh, which is I think on our first issue, uh, well, first couple episodes. NECA's my favorite action figure sculptor right now. If you don't count Sideshow, which I was converted on that episode. Now, mm-hmm. now I'm big into it. I'm, tra- I'm trying to get uh, the Jason Voorhees um, from. I think is it four or five. They're, they're, the ultimate ones, yeah. they're beautiful. Super cool, because I have some really good Freddy ones, and, and I think a Jason one would be cool. The problem with that, with the the Friday the 13th ones, and when we did our Halloween episodes, and we were so into the, the movies, I looked at those figures, and I was like, ooh, I'd love to have that one. Oh, but that one is actually pretty cool, too, because it comes with a different separate set of weapons and a different yeah. costume, and I was like, I need to buy all of them. And then most of them are out of production right now, so you got to buy them on eBay. And Slippery slope. Yeah, easily slippery soap. But yeah, that's I'm pretty excited about those those toys. I think that's pretty cool. Um, and then me and my brother were talking about, like, talking about GI Joes and playing with GI Joes growing up. My brother Kevin, big fan of the show. Thanks, bro. But we were talking like, how is there not a service right now where you can just go to a website and it's like Build a Bear, but for that 3.5 inch GI Joe scale, where you're like, mm-hmm. I want that head with that arm, with that bazooka, and those bandoliers and those boots, and just mix and match, pick your color, and then they just 3D print them. They have a bin full of extra parts, I assume, right? Like GI Joe company? Yeah. Hasbro? 
I'm sure they have a shit ton of extra parts. Why don't they just have like a build your own GI Joe website? I bet they. I bet you could charge fifteen dollars a pop for those little fuckers, and people would buy the shit out of them. I would buy one. I've seen it like when we've been at Comic Con. I've seen action figure customizing, but those are like in the hundreds of dollars. But, but that's like somebody building the pieces, right? Just right. having You're a website just, where it's just like here right. are all the extra parts that we have. Pick pick what you want because like. I want the arm of Snake Eyes and I want this guy's hat and I want this guy's boots and to build my own thing and then just like pick the head that looks most like you because I keep looking for G.I. Joes that look like us so that we can have little action you figures. You cannot, it is mathematically impossible to make handsome that small. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't do it. It's like, it's like the opposite of like if you zoom in on a picture yeah. and the, the quality de- degrades over over zooms, uh-huh. that's how it's like for handsomeness. I guess. So then what size toy would we need for us to be like... Me? Extra large. Extra large. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I know Target for a while had, I think, like 12-inch figures that you could customize. Or, I don't know if you could Wars customize ones. it or face... Yeah, you, and you, you could like would make them there, face right? There. Yeah. It would scan your face I there. Had, you kid, that couldn't have been good quality if you literally was made in, in a kiosk, not even a kiosk, in a machine in Target. But did you, growing up, did you ever customize your own G.I. Joes? Um, I didn't have a lot of G.I. Joes, but... Neither did I. I had maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 of them. But yeah. But I would uns- you unscrew the screw in the back. One screw in the back takes that whole back plate off. And it's all connected. Everything in there. else you pull out, except you yeah. got to watch where the legs had a little rubber band, remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And no, I yeah, used to yeah. put different heads on different people and arms. Actually, what I used to do was unscrew it. And after I figured that shit out, I would remove the head. And then when you play Predator, I would literally suspend them from my light with twine. So like when the Predator killed a, a Joe remove his head now he's hanging just like in the movie upside down with yeah that head. That's how awesome. cool <laughs> nice. and my parents brought me to zero psychologists <laughs> thanks mom and dad for being understanding slash bad parents <laughs> they're gonna be like is he gonna be a serial killer nah he's fine <laughs> hey you want to do special effects when you grow up or are you gonna kill people Special effects? Ah, he's fine. He's fine. He's Let good. him go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, this has been fun. Um, yeah, next week. Ooh, creepy. Yeah, we got creepy kids coming out. We've been working on this episode for a little while. Uh, we're happy. It's super good. You guys are going to love it. But yeah, just putting we've the finishing been, touches on that. We've been hearing some strange noises around the launch pad also. So <laughs> just uh, when you listen to that episode, maybe leave the lights on. Oh, yeah. Don't get scared. <laughs> All right, dude. See you next time. And you can keep up with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Launchpad Pod. And check us out on our website, TripDubs, LaunchpadPod.com. Till next week. Peace out. He's got one arm up in the air in some sort of like power salute. I don't know to who, <laughs> us, like, or you guys, I don't know. But he's excited. So listen, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Till next time. Launchpad out.